to the DMF. I am your host, Justin Yance. This is episode 54, and this is the wrestling show. And I'm going to give my thoughts on uh, professional wrestling this week. I'm going to talk about AEW, and I'm going to talk about WWE. So stay tuned. interesting because um, I feel like professional wrestling right now is in kind of a holding pattern. I don't feel like we've really gotten into the new year yet. I think um, once uh, Royal Rumble rolls around, we'll have a real good trajectory of where we're going. AEW seems to be moving toward uh, Kenny Omega versus... um, versus uh, John Moxley, the rematch. It looks like um, we've got the formation of the elite. Um, Royal Rumble is interesting. It looks like it's going to be um, Drew McIntyre versus Goldberg, as well as Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. None of that really excites me. The thing that excites me is the Royal Rumble because um, hopefully Daniel Bryan will win, but I've got to be honest with you, I have my doubts now. Uh, Nakamura has turned face, and it seems like he's going to be now using uh, his baby face music. So that's an interesting term of events, turn of events. Um, Hard to Kill is this weekend. Uh, which will be headlined by Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus the Motor City Machine Guns and Rich Swan, which is probably going to lead to Kenny Omega facing Rich Swan and taking his title and becoming the Impact Champion, which I think is for the best because he needs to be, if this collector gimmick is going to work, he needs to get as many belts as possible. Um... So that should be an interesting match. And they've also got Barbed Wire Massacre on that show. Um, Eddie Edwards versus... Um, uh, wow, I can't remember his name. His name escapes me. Mr. Uh, well, let's just look it up right now. Hard to kill. Impact. Here we go. Here's the card. So here are the matches. Yeah. So yeah, we've got Eddie Edwards versus Sammy Callahan, uh, Barbed Wire Massacre. That kind of interests me. That may that could be kind of cool. Uh, Manic versus Chris Bay versus Roy Raju for the X Division Championship. Eh, it's okay. Uh, the thing that interests me the most is the six-man tag team match, which is now going to be Rich Swan, Chris Sabin, and Moose, because unfortunately Alex Shelley had a commitment and he couldn't get out of, so that's unfortunate. Uh, so it's going to be him, those three, versus Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson with Don Callis, uh, members of the elite. So I suspect that that will be... Um, that's going to lead to Megan's Rich Swan, as I said. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Beginning in Nagoya. 
will be uh, Saturday, January 30th, 4 a.m. on New Japan World. This will be Shingo versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. Then on February 10th, this is where New Japan Pro Wrestling New Beginning in Hiroshima, Night 1, will be headlined by Hiromu Takahashi versus Sho. The next night, uh, February 11th, this will be the uh, will be Kota Ibushi versus Sonata, which is the match I think all of us are waiting for because that will be um, that should be an epic match to watch. And uh, anyone who knows those two, I think knows those two are going to pull out all the stops. We have the New Japan uh, uh, Cup coming up soon, probably in March. And uh, that, I think, is the re- will be uh, when we get Jay White. So it looks like Jay White is staying in New Japan, which is great. Because I think he's going to win the G1, and I think he's going to win the um, IWGP uh, Midweight Championship. Or maybe at Dominion, he wins it. Maybe he, gets the, uh, he wins the New Japan Cup, and he wins at Dominion. Which, that could work as well. Um, remember, it was in um, Madison Square Garden. It was um, Okada who won the New Japan Cup and faced Jay White and ended his first reign. And I was there at that night. That was at the Madison Square Garden show with ROH uh, and uh, New Japan teaming up. Could have been such a better show, but it was good for what it um, what it needed to be. There was nothing like out of this world amazing, which is what the American audience really wants to see. So those are interesting things. Uh, Co- uh, Drew McIntyre ended up getting COVID-19. Uh, he doesn't know exactly how, but he's not really uh, experiencing any symptoms. So he should be good to go to face Goldberg, which... Uh, I don't know. Are they going to have Goldberg beat Drew McIntyre? I, I think that's a huge mistake. Um, but I don't know. So hopefully he's doing well. And also we found out that Chris Jericho had COVID back in um, August or October. So that was kind of kept on the down low. Uh, some are saying, did he get it from doing those Sturges rallies? We we don't know. It's kind of unfortunate because he's kind of been a mask denier, and here he is having having COVID. So I don't know, but um, it looks like we've got some interesting things coming up in in pro wrestling. Um, WWE doesn't really excite me other than Daniel Bryan, but. They're kind of putting doubt in my head, and I'll talk about that when I run through uh, SmackDown. Uh, AEW seems to have their stuff all planned out, so that should be good. And I think this week we're going to have a new leader for the Dark Order. So those are things to stay tuned to. That's about it. Um, I don't really have anything else to say about this week so when we come back I'm going to talk about the AEW show this went that happened on this Wednesday AEW New Year's Smash week two 
Not as good as uh, week one, but a really good show overall. Uh, for my favorite uh, thing on the show was probably uh, the Darby Allen versus Cage. I thought they had a really good match. Um, this ended with Sting coming out with the bat and him actually doing something with the bat. And it allowed for uh, Darby Allen to get the crucifix off the top uh, rope and pen uh, Brian Cage. So he continues to beat the TNT uh, champion. I like the uh, design of the new championship with the black back. It um, looks pretty cool. So that was one of the things I liked. I thought it was, um, I thought it was well worked, and um, I thought it made sense. It was, it was good. Uh, the next thing I thought that was kind of cool uh, was uh, Jurassic Express. This was um, Jurassic Express taking on. Um, FTR, and it was uh, Stunt and uh, Jungle Boy, and this was, uh, the real interesting thing here was, uh, they, I heard rumblings that they had purchased this song, but we heard it, and it has been purchased, they have the rights to Tarzan Boy, Ballet D'Amour, which is an 80s song, which has that, oh, 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 oh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> which is such a nice little cheesy 80s song. It, it reminds me of um, when Daniel Bryan came out to the final countdown. So if Daniel Bryan ever comes to AEW, hopefully they'll shell out the cash and get um, the final countdown from Europe. So I thought that was a cool little uh, thing to give. Um, Jungle Boy gives them something to like really, you know, have something to like the fans to really respond to. They had a good match. Um, they didn't win, but FTR and and Jurassic, it was it was good. It was a good little match. I, I liked it. Uh, the next thing that was my favorite thing on here was um, Omega and the Good Brothers versus the Varsity Blondes and uh, Danny Limelick. This was, um, it was kind of more of a, a squash, just showing how uh, powerful Omega and the Good Brothers and the Elite are. Um, they ended up winning. It was, it was a good match. Um, I liked it. It felt more like an angle than anything else. Uh, the Inner Circle came out and gave their uh, their resolutions. I thought that was kind of cool, but you know, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I, I don't know. It, kind of is I don't know there's things about the inner circle that I like and then there's things about it that I just am kind of like what are we doing here this feels like WWE light um, we also had Pac versus Eddie Kingston I like that match I thought it was well worked it was uh, you had Pac uh, getting a win at nine minutes it was um, yeah I liked it and um I thought it made sense. So that was uh, good. Um, another thing I liked on the show, trying not to run through the whole card, but a lot of it I liked. Uh, Miro versus Chuck Taylor, which means uh, Miro will be his, um, uh, what does he call it, his um, proud boy or something like that, where it's a thing in Japan where, you know, you kind of left a shadow person you he's basically got to be uh miro's servant 
So it gives them something to do to lead up to the beach wedding. Um, I thought Mira looked uh, dominant here. He's looking more and more like a beast. So I like that he's wrestling more like that. It was a four-minute match. Um, I liked it. Um, what else did I like? Yeah, I like the... Um... Yeah, we had John Moxley, Ray Phoenix, and Pentagon come out, and they they attacked uh, the elite. That was kind of uh, cool. And uh, you know, Kenny and Gallus, you know, kind of left the ring. Uh, Baker, they did this like talk show thing. I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't really like this. It just doesn't fit with me. I don't want to watch talk shows and. Things like that. Um, and then Serena D versus Tay Conti. Nine-minute match. It was okay. I mean, it wasn't great, but it was good for what it needed to be. Uh, overall, I thought this was a really good show. It, You know, once again, AEW just continues to hit things out of the park. And I don't think they... Um, I mean, they, they just seem they seem to have a plan with where they're going with everything. So I can't really, even things I don't like, I can't really complain too much because I know that, you know, this is a part of a bigger plan. Um, even though I don't like the Jade Cargill thing and Cody and talk shows on a on a wrestling show, I, th I thought it was, you know, it was done well for what it needed to be. It's not my cup of tea, but I know some people like it, so... I can't really, you know, um, bag on it too much. So, I thought this was a good uh, AEW show. I don't have much to say. If if you're going to watch this, I would say watch the whole show. If you want to skip the uh, the talk show segments and, um, you know, it, it, it goes by fast. It doesn't feel like a chore to watch, which is... Saying something, because when I get to WWE uh, next, that did feel like a chore to watch. And that's what we'll talk about next. Before I start talking about uh, Raw, I just want to say that on the WWE Network, they put up uh, a Best of Luke Harper. So you can enjoy Brody Lee's best moments. Uh, most of the moments that I talked about are on there. Well, pretty much all those moments are on there. And then you've got some other moments that I didn't even think of. And you've got moments, uh, you've got WWE superstars talking about it. I recommend, you know, giving it a, giving it a watch. Uh, so let's talk about Raw. I just felt this was a mess of a show. Unfortunately, in some ways, it's not completely their fault. Uh, Drew McIntyre had a... Um, unfortunately, well, he came down with COVID, so he couldn't be on the show, so he had to do a take, taped segment. Um, they brought back Triple H, and uh, Randy Orton confronts him and goads him into a match. As you can see, uh, Triple H is not in, like, ring shape, so he kind of wrestled with a shirt on, and it was kind of a... Um, a street fight, but that was kind of what the show all built to. You had Keith Lee coming down and being like, listen, man, uh, you know, if you need, you've always been there for me. 
I can take care of them for you if you if you need me to. And you know, Triple H was like, nah, man, I got to do this myself. So they had their match. It was a nice, like, little uh, brawl. The but it really didn't mean anything because at the end of the match, they just disappear. Triple H just disappears, and there's the Alexa Bliss. And she shoots a fireball into Randy Orton's face. And for 30 seconds, we watched him writhe in pain. And it was kind of, it wasn't like it was uncomfortable to watch. It just felt fake. It just felt completely fake. We never got a close-up of him like being burned uh, on WWE. Dot com they put up and said he suffered minor burns. Well, it didn't feel like he suffered minor burns, but okay, that's what he did. Um, Drew talked about, you know, did an interview and he talked about the match and he said that, you know, he will face Goldberg at the Royal Rumble. So it looks like the match is on. Uh, I don't know. Not much really here happened. I watched the whole show and... I'm going to be honest with you, I was pretty bored throughout all of it. I'm going to see if I can find uh, something here. It was a huge chore to watch uh, Raw, which is what it's been for the past, I don't know how many weeks now. It just feels like there's no focus on anything. The Triple H coming back was interesting. It didn't seem like it helped with the ratings because it just was kind of came out of nowhere. Oh, uh, Ric Flair turned heel on Charlotte Flair and is aligned with Lacey Evans, so Lacey got the win. Why are we doing this? I mean, he, this is the point of time when Ric Flair should be a statesman, not a part of an angle. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus uh, Jason... Uh, Riker, and uh, Riker won. I don't like that. And then we had Keith Lee versus Sheamus. Lee won. I'm just going to be honest with you. This show is just awful. It really is. It's just awful. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Matt Riddle. And Lashley makes him tap out in two minutes. Now, he attacked him before the bell, but it... You know, he didn't... Then they then Riddle called out MVP and said he wanted to face him, and Riddle won by DQ. I mean, it just... They're making Matt Riddle... They're just... They've missed the boat on him. They don't know what to do with him, and it's obvious. It's very frustrating to me to watch such a talent that we've seen in Evolve... And a lot of us were hoping he would probably go to New Japan or AEW and be used really well because he could have been a top guy. And here he is just middling in the card. It's just like Ricochet. I don't know what he's doing. Apparently he signed a new contract. I don't know why you would. You've seen what they're going to do with you. Absolutely nothing. But he must be getting paid well. And if that's what he wants is to get paid well and he doesn't care that he's being booked horribly, well then more power to him. But it's not what I wanted to see of him. So we never got a winner for Randy Orton versus Triple H. It just, 
seems like they're just throwing a bunch of things at the wall and it just it doesn't work it doesn't work for me um i assume the fiend is coming back either next week or is he coming in at the royal rumble where where is this going i mean because randy orton supposedly is going to be facing edge at wrestlemania so i got to imagine edge is going to you know do the surprise appearance again Either, the, either that or the next night. So they've got to get this Fiend thing out of the way because he's moving on to Edge. I've got to believe. I don't know, unless he's still hurt. But I think he's going to make it back. So we don't know. So that's where they're going with that. I just think Raw is awful. So let's move on to SmackDown. This was much better. Uh, there's a lot of things I don't like about the show. Uh, let's start with the uh, obvious thing here. So, the whole show is built around Roman Reigns trying to get Adam Pearce to sign a contract. He signs a contract, then Roman Reigns comes back and says, No, I want him to sign a last man standing match. So he signs the match. This is at the end of the show, and he limps out. And he says he's got an injury. So he has the idea to card subject to change. And at this point in time, the mics were going off in uh, in WWE at the very end of SmackDown. So you couldn't hear him very well. And he's made a replacement. And guess who the replacement was? Kevin Owens. So it's Kevin Owens versus R R Roman Reigns in a last man standing match. Why should Roman even care? He beat him twice. Now he cheated twice, but he he beat him twice. He shouldn't even care. I, I don't even know what, what what is there to fear. I assume this is probably where uh, the other Uso brother is going to come back and uh, cost Kevin Owens again. So he's gotten thrown off a stage and he'll lose again. They make their baby faces just look so just unwatchable and it's not fun to watch uh the next thing on the show that i liked well i like the match i don't like where it goes so i thought it was well worked um does it make sense no it does not make sense so here it is we have daniel bryan versus cesaro and cesaro wins now if daniel bryan is supposed to be winning the royal rumble he really isn't coming in with a lot of momentum if he's just going to lose every single week, which is what it feels like. And Cesaro uh, beat him. <laughs> I, I don't know where this is going. Is, is, he the, is he the guy that's going to face Roman Reigns? I mean, is this the plan? Is he the wrestler? And he's coming in and, you know, he's the broken down guy. And let's see if I can, you know, pull one out one more time. I, I don't know where it's going. It just seems like a comedy show here. Uh, then they started the show with uh, Nakamura coming out to his babyface music, so he's a face now, versus uh, Jay Uso. Jay Uso says he's going to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, no, I don't think he will. And he's going to face the Raw champion. So uh, Nakamura beat him. So Nakamura's got some uh, momentum. But Daniel Bryan has no momentum. It just it, it it's hard for me to care about some of these things. Um, then we had the Bailey talk show, 
and she kind of looked a little bit like Rachel Maddow, and she was like a cross between Rachel Maddow and Oprah. Uh, she opened a, there was a big door in the ring, and she comes out and says a bunch of stuff that I don't remember, so that should tell you something. And then we had Bianca Belair come out, and they kind of cut a little promo, and I don't know, it didn't... It didn't get me excited for anything. I, I think Bailey's great talent, but I just think she's being misused here. There was no Sasha Banks on this show, so she was missed. There doesn't seem to be like any um, follow-through for where they're going. Uh, Sami Zayn defeat, uh, lost to Apollo Crews, and Apollo Crews seems to be... Um, be letting uh, Roman Reigns take him under his wing after um, Paul Heyman kind of like called him out on talking smack. So that's where they're going there. I just thought this was an okay SmackDown. As far as I'm concerned, the show that won the week is AEW. They continue to impress me, and they, even when it's not great. So those are my thoughts on... Um, professional wrestling this week hopefully more things will happen and i've got more things to talk about but that's about it um i just think they don't know what to do with roman reigns and it's kind of sad so that's about it for the wrestling show this week i'd like to thank you for listening as always you can reach me at my handle at justin yance and i will see you next time on the D M F.